Hello, my friend, and welcome to The Voice Memo Diaries, a podcast that I am incredibly nervous to film. Why do I keep saying film? Record. I'm incredibly nervous to record at the moment because I think it'll be like the most vulnerable I have gotten on this. And yeah, it makes me a little bit scared. I'm more scared than when I filmed my first episode, which is kind of wild, but I feel like I can do this and I'm committing to it. So yeah, um, I'm just gonna like kind of jump into it so that I don't like ramble and take too long and lose all the thoughts that I came up with. But uh, oh, I did want to tell you that I actually had to like I didn't have to, but I did hype myself up with music and like I did the whole thing where I like took a shower, did my skincare, the mood lighting is on. So I think it's going to be good. But I basically wanted to talk about um, why I'm so glad that this medium is a podcast and you can't see me because I think that part of the reason that this activity is very cathartic for me is because like my appearance is not attached to it Um, and it's just like my mind, my thoughts, my, my ability to communicate speaking for itself and that's why like I will never put like a you know how some podcasts have like a um a picture of the person on the cover art yeah I'm never gonna do that um because like I like the separation and I'm gonna explain why the explanation that's the scary part because it will lead me down a path we'll see how far I'm willing to go like how much I'm willing to share because I'm putting this out um, into the universe or whatever. Um, But it will lead me down a path to discuss like my relationship with my appearance over the course of my life, which is complex. And I think a lot of people have shared experiences, but in my experience, like we also have our trouble articulating those experiences. So I'm doing this as like a self-therapy session and also as a like, if you can relate to this, maybe it will help you. Um, given that, well, if you know me in real life, you do know what I look like, but if you happen to not, I'm going to give like um, a brief, like some brief disclaimers or provide additional context, basically. So I am going to talk about some experiences, both negative and positive, that have to do with my appearance. So I'm gonna talk about like my race, my body size, my hair, stuff like that, my features. And I would like to say this, I am a cis woman, I'm able-bodied, I'm black and I have relatively light skin and I have like curly hair and uh, like curly kinky hair and what else did I want to like mention oh my body size I have 
never been like I'll talk about my struggles with my weight which if that is like um if you're like not in the headspace to hear that I would recommend just checking out a different episode of mine I'm going to try to make um as many as I can so hopefully there's something else for you to listen to but this will deal a lot with that so if you don't want to hear that or if that like feels like it will be negative for you then I would suggest leaving and um, I would recommend it and protect your yourself and your heart and your emotions. Um, but for context about my body size, just so like, just to, yeah, just to provide context, I am large enough that it is hard for me to shop in straight size stores and sometimes, and I've been larger than I am now where it's like, very hard to shop in straight size stores especially like the like little teen ones like a a forever 21 type beat but i am have never been large enough where i was unable to shop in straight size sections or stores or what have you so i just wanted to provide that because i feel like it it's important to like just divulge a couple of things because I know I'll have certain experiences of marginalization, but I know that they could be much worse. And I also like just wanted to give um, a sense of where I, how I would be able to move through the world basically. So the reason I like am so, I think like I feel so protected by the fact that this is a podcast and that I can't be seen is because like at the moment I'm in a good place with my appearance and my body and a lot of things but I I think I like literally just arrived here like maybe a couple months ago and it feels fragile still and I really like the opportunity to be the person inside of me without the person outside of on the outside of me like coloring the experience does that make sense like every time i leave my house or go and interact with anyone they can know me and love me as the person that i am and i feel like i have a lot of people that do but everyone that i encounter also sees uh me on the outside and it affects you, their interactions with me, you know, whether like intentionally or not, like we, like we take things in visually and non-visually. And so your appearance, you know, like if a person thinks of you, calls up an image of you, then they would call up your appearance and like what they see when they look at you. I feel like I've done, I feel like I, I've explained that por- portion well enough. I might be a little bit overkill, but I just want to like really articulate what I mean. Like the distance from my appearance is super comforting because it's almost like it doesn't affect me as much. Like I'm like untethered to it. And in my actual life, for a lot of reasons, like that are really out of my control. Just I think first and foremost that I'm a woman and like a pretty feminine presenting woman at that like that completely changes how you're able to move through the world 
And like, I became really aware of that once I got a little bit older when I was like 15 or so. And I started like going places in public and I felt the difference of how people used to look at me. I danced a lot, that's gonna come up later too, but I danced when I was um, a kid and I would still like to be a dancer. I just came back from a dance class actually, but um, I danced like, like seriously when I was a kid and I went to a summer intensive once in a big city in New York. <laughs> and I would wear like my Leo and my tights and like some shorts or whatever. And yeah, I remember like changing my route to avoid being looked at by certain people. They didn't have to say anything. And a lot of times they didn't say anything. It was like the looks that I received from people. Since then I have been like acutely aware of how being a woman, how much skin is showing, how my body looks is like, it really impacts how you are treated like everywhere that you go. And it's weird because like, when I think about myself, I know that like being desirable or like attractive or pretty is something that I experience often. Like I know that. And I also know that it's something that, that I know the inverse of, like I know what it feels like to be treated as someone who's not attractive. And that's kind of like a weird feeling like to know, like to be like really familiar with both ends of that treatment um because it changed like depending on where i was i like grew up in a lot of different environments uh like moved around uh moved schools a lot and depending on like the racial makeup of my schools or the people that i was around like my treatment was completely different but once I got once I started getting separated into different classes when I was in school, I also started to be like one of one sometimes in my classes. And so a lot of the friends that I made and I kept like through middle school and high school were white. And like I was often like one of one. Um, and like in my prom group, it was like 20 deep. <laughs> And you can see me, I like, I stick out so bad because <laughs> I look so different from everyone else. But that was like, it was normal to me. Like I got adjusted to it. I got used to it. I knew that I was different. I knew that people were looking at me differently, treating me a little bit differently. Like I wasn't dumb. I think I was actually very uh, able to like pick up on those social cues when I was a kid. But it was like familiar to me. And then I danced, like I said, I did, like I went to a ballet studio. So the majority of the people I danced with were white. Oh, a few of them weren't. And I was friends with those people, obviously friends with like everyone, but so actually the majority I would say of my like 
close black friends before I came to college were from dance, like from the few girls that we had there. Um, but being like one of one, being one of one in a ballet class where I have like a completely different body type than everyone around me or um, in my classes, like at school, my friend groups where like people are talking about boys and things like that. And it's like, I know that things are different for me. Like I know that I have a different experience than the people around me. Like it was so, it was so isolating and it was so, I don't know, I it like, it messed with my head for real. I don't know if I like acknowledged how much it messed with my head until I was much older and by much older, I mean like <laughs> very recently, but I just used to feel like so out of place and so like not cute. And that's not to say that I wasn't ever like viewed as a pretty girl. I watched this YouTuber, uh, Maddie Dragsbeck, I think is how you say her name, Dragsbeck. And she recently made a video about not ever being shown like innocent love through grade school. And I want to make it clear that that was not my experience. I did, I did receive that. Um, so I don't want to like make it seem like I never did. And I had a boyfriend in high school and I had like a few boys who like I had crushes on and they had crushes on me um, who were white and black actually. But it was still, I still felt like very differentiated. I felt like and I used to just feel so self-conscious and so like worried about how everyone saw me. But at the same time, I wasn't because <laughs> when I was a kid, I, I thought that basically my philosophy on life was like, everyone has ups and everyone has downs. And I kind of almost thought of them as like math numbers, negatives and positives. And then we all like, equal out at zero you know what I mean so I was like these people are prettier than me and like boys like talking to them more and everyone is nicer to them but I'm very smart <laughs> and I knew that I was like I'm very smart and I'm gonna work hard I'm gonna get into a good college and that's like my up you know what I mean which I don't know if that sounds super pretentious or not but I'm being honest it was like my little coping mechanism so when I got older, um, when I went to college, I, for actually a little bit before I went to college, uh, my senior year, so I danced like really seriously through my junior year. I stopped dancing as much and then I gained a little bit of weight. So my senior year, I was like probably the heaviest I'd, I'd ever experienced before personally, although I was kind of a chubby kid. so. You know, we have our ups and downs, <laughs> but um, I went like vegetarian and I gave a bunch of stuff like just for fun. I used to like give up things for no reason and I lost a bunch of weight. I don't know if it was ever like a bunch, but I felt really different. So when I graduated high school, I remember being like pretty thin, and pretty comfortable with my body. And I remember how 
happy I felt at that time. And that feeling was replicated when I came to college and I made black friends and like black people thought I was pretty, like people thought I was pretty, like I had never experienced that before, like to that degree. And it was so crazy, like it made me feel like so validated. And I remember also feeling confident in my body in that stage of life. So that's like through my fresh, that's like my freshman year. Um, and then I remember feeling the feeling again, feeling confident and feeling like happy when I studied abroad that semester. I was so, I felt so comfortable in my own skin. And I think I am coming back into that feeling now. However, this time feels a little bit different because it's more intentional the way I've arrived here. And I think like it's kind of more of a permanent mindset shift. But to go back to like, to go back to like high school and then when I went to college and stuff and my relationship with my body. Oh, this is what I wanted to say. I feel like. I know um, the difference between body positivity and body neutrality. And if you haven't heard those two terms, body positivity just means like you talk nicely about your body. I'm beautiful. My body is great. I love it, et cetera, et cetera. And body neutrality is basically like not trying to feel good or bad about your body, but just trying to feel neutral. So like my body is my home, my body... um, gives me energy, it gives me life, it gives me the ability to like walk around, blah, 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 blah. So those are kind of separate. And the body positivity movement is a little bit older. There's a lot of like schisms and drama with them, but basically some people have migrated from that to body neutrality because it feels a little bit more to them like sustainable and puts less emphasis on appearance as something that you should like cherish but for me and I think it has something to to do with the fact that like I danced so much and dancing really forces you to like view yourself as like an object of art like a movable like you're you are creating a piece of art with every shape that you make and so while the things that you're doing take immense like strength and control and um, coordination and things that are not necessarily tied to aesthetic, the end product that you're creating, its worth is deemed by its aesthetic value. So I had to view myself as like something worthy of making art with in order to think that I was good at dancing. Does that make sense? In order to be able to like create the art. And so I viewed my body as an object of art for a long time. And so I know some people feel more comfortable like not caring about their appearance at all, but I actually feel really comfortable, most comfortable when I'm happy with my body and how it looks. And that goes for also like, my skin, my teeth. I used to have horrible gaps in my teeth. I asked for braces for forever. 
and then I had braces like at the end of high school when everyone else had gotten them off, but it was worth it because I was so happy when I got them off. And like to have a different smile, the one that makes like one that I'm more proud of. Um, like doing my hair, I love doing my hair and I do my own nails and stuff. Cause all those things like make me feel happy. Like when I look in the mirror and I feel beautiful, like I feel, I get such a, a sense of fulfillment from that. And I'm not sure if like we as feminists or whatever are supposed to say that, like, I don't know. Cause I feel like it's been demonized so much to like your appearance, like as a woman, cause that's what we've been commodified for. That it's like, you know, you try to distance yourself from your appearance as something you value, but I, I do value my appearance. Like I spend a lot of time, money, effort, etc., on how I look. And when I feel on the outside, like my inside is reflected, which is usually when I feel the most beautiful, the most confident. Like, I feel that feeling most often when I'm in like one of those positive seasons that I was talking about, where I feel like in alignment, where I feel comfortable, where I feel confident. Like, when I feel beautiful on the outside, I feel even more beautiful on the inside. It's like a positive feedback loop. But the flip of that is that when I feel bad about myself on the inside I usually also tend to feel bad about myself on the outside and that is a negative feedback loop because I feel like especially with my weight the worse I feel inside the heavier I am usually and I and I know now it's because of like um because I had weird eating habits and I still do and I'm still working on them but they're much better now um and like I know restriction and stuff like that like it doesn't work in the way that we think it's going to and some people can have really negative responses to that and I am definitely one of those people but like getting feeling uncomfortable in your own skin uh I don't I wouldn't wish that on anybody like there are so many milestones in my life really recent ones too some of them I'm not gonna name because they're too damn recent but there are a lot of like milestones in my life where I know I should have been really happy to be there and present and enjoying the moment and I did not because I felt like I was fat which is not a bad word but I was using it I was weaponizing it against myself and I was making it a bad word and I felt like I was ugly and I felt like I was unworthy of the things that I was experiencing, whatever they may be. And I could like, that's that part of the reason why I was afraid to film this episode is I was thinking about that as I was um, like coming up with my little mental outline and to think about how mean I used to be to myself and how how like ruined my my day or night could be because I felt so bad about my appearance. Like I'm a, I'm a little bit too distant from that now to even like inhabit that really. Cause it's so painful. Like I was so 
harsh and awful to myself. And I really, really did not deserve that. And it really took a toll on, I think, like, my mental health. I thought about it all the time. The times when I was, like, the most unhappy with my weight is also the times where I thought about food 24-7, as in, like, I was hungry 24-7 because I wasn't allowing myself to eat enough. Oh, my gosh. Like, and I love food. I am, like, bona fide foodie. One day I'm going to do a podcast episode and it's going to be day in my life, an alternate reality, and I'm going to be a chef. One day in this life, I promise I'm going to be a chef. I love food and I was horrible to myself about it. So like unkind and so like the insults I would tell myself were so below the belt and nasty. Oh my gosh. And it's so weird to like have had that mindset and then also have the mindset that I do now and that I've had a few other times, which is that I feel like so pretty. I feel so happy with my appearance. I feel very confident. Like it's weird to fluctuate between those two things. And it almost makes me like not want to care about my appearance at all. Cause it's so, it's like a lot, but at the same time, like I know that I like things of beauty like my apartment is such a safe place to me because I have made it to in my opinion like a very beautiful place and that's very comforting to me and I like seeing like fashion and makeup and like art and dance and things that are beautiful nature like I really enjoy that I think I find like a lot of joy in that and so I think It makes sense that I would find like an elite superior level of joy in seeing beauty in myself, like I seeing myself as an object of beauty and art, but it's so complicated because it's not as simple as that. There's so many other isms and influences and societal structures that have like superimposed themselves onto my ability to view myself as like, something beautiful, a beautiful person, like, it's hard. And I think that my happiest self sees myself as beautiful, but I'm almost, like, nervous to even work on it because I don't want to be, like, I feel like it's a, um, it's on a slippery slope, but it's almost like I don't even want to deal with it because I know how painful it can be if it's not going the way I want it to. Um, So I don't really have like an actual ending thought or a lesson or any advice or anything. I just kind of wanted to share how I feel and share, oh, I do. I do have a little bit of a a thing. This podcast, I feel like, is really a safe place because I'm able to divorce myself from my appearance. And then I feel like it gives me kind of like a safety net so that I can explore and really inhabit like the idea of finding myself as beautiful in my day-to-day life. And so if you haven't, then 
perhaps find an activity or a hobby or something, a practice that is not tied to your appearance, that makes you feel fulfilled and um, beautiful like in an internal way. And if you have struggled with your appearance at any point, like that might be really helpful. It has helped me, I think, at least, because this was incredibly cathartic. I feel like I really will not listen back to this because I'm still like feeling the nerves of how much of my internal thoughts I have shared, (laughs) how much of my business I have just put out there. But um, thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate the time and energy that you gave to listen to me while I, I... I was recording this and um if you like it a lot um and you gain something from it please let me know I would love to um you can let me know like in real life or you can email the email that's in my bio or you can leave a review um on like apple Podcasts. that would be really sweet of you and um if you know someone else who you think would benefit from hearing this or would like it it would mean a lot to me if you would share it with them. My like um, dream in life is for one day someone to share this podcast with me. <laughs> but I feel like that's not realistic, but because people would know, they would recognize my voice, but that's my dream. Um, yeah, so if you know someone who would like it, I would really appreciate it if you shared it. And yeah, I hope that sometime in the near future you know you do something to nourish your inner self and to push your inner self a bit further towards your dream self <laughs>